In 2008, CBS released supplementary material for their show, How I Met Your Mother. In 2022, we rewatched the show and we read The Bro Code by Barney Stinson. This is The Bro Code Podcast, where we read The Bro Code by Barney Stinson. It's like a book club. Brought to you by Nurmer Nurmer Network. Disclaimer, less than half of the opinions expressed in this podcast legitimately reflect the morals of either Alexis or Susie. While it's fun to entertain the idea of agreeing with a misogynist character written 20 years ago, we do not recommend modeling any part of your life after his, partly because we've both already tried and it doesn't work. The same way you would not take financial advice from Lily or advice on first impressions from Ted, it is not advised to take any advice whatsoever from Barney Simpson. Huge cultural shifts around race and gender have happened since the premiere of the show, and it is our goal to point out the morality of the time rather than project the current reality onto the subject matter of the past but we're also bros we want to wear suits and we want to get laid so if you're trying to do that then high five we are taking a look at the bro code 10 articles at a time bro uh, code written by barney stinson and matt coon can you remind me who matt coon is isn't he from like he's just like what a writer for yeah. shows all right. Um, today we are looking at also the. There's a couple other elements at the beginning of the book. There's an introduction. There's what is a bro and a list of brocabulary. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the origin. It is the bro code ever revealed in How I Met Your Mother? Like, is, is the book? No, yeah, the yeah. book totally is. Yeah, the is. book is in Barney's apartment. Right, and then he gets it into hotels, like a Bible. Right, and it's the same cover as this one that they sold in stores. Yeah. Looking at it in 2022 is very interesting. Yes. So. Have you looked at it prior to this? I think I have flipped through it before, like, at a Barnes & Noble. Right. Yeah, same. Because it's interesting. I mean, it's like, oh, what is this? And I like stuff that's, you know, supplementary supplementary material for a show. I think it's cool. Same. Yeah, so let's just jump right into the introduction. Introduction. Whether we know it or not, each of us lives a life governed by an internalized code of conduct. Some call it morality. Others call it religion. I call it the bro code. For centuries, men have attempted to follow this code with no universal understanding of what such an arrangement meant. Is it okay to hug a bro? If I'm invited to a bro's wedding, do I really have to bring a gift? Can I sleep with a bro's sister or mother or both? Now, for the first time on paper, I have recorded the rules of social decorum that bros have practiced since the dawn of man, if not before. The bro code previously existed only as an oral tradition. Heh. <laughs> so I have journeyed across the globe to piece together and transcribe the scattered fragments of the bro code, pausing only to flesh it out myself. Double heh. <laughs> While not intending to write a guide to being a bro, if men should treat it as such and pass this compendium of knowledge from one generation to the next, I have little doubt it would bring a tear to my eye, but not out of it. That would be a violation of Article 41. A bro never cries. It is my hope that with a better understanding of the bro code, bros the world over can put aside their differences and strengthen the bond of brotherhood. It is then and only then that we might work together as one to accomplish perhaps the most important challenge society faces, getting laid. Before dismissing this pursuit as crass and ignoble, consider this postulate. Without the sport inherent in trying to bang chicks, would men willingly have sex for the sole purpose of producing smelly, screaming babies? 
Of course not. <laughs> Centuries from now, when a bro applies the rudiments of the bro code to score a three-boobed future chick, the only thanks I'll need is the knowledge that I, in whatever small capacity, broed him out. Though if he could figure out how to bring me back to life, that would be pretty awesome, too. Signed, Barney Stinson. So I have some thoughts on this introduction. Mm-hmm. First, I'd like to say that this introduction makes it clear that when Barney says men, he means just Barney. Like, this is not... This is for him. This is for Barney. Okay. Does he think other men should live this way? So, like, bros can put aside their differences and strengthen the bonds of brotherhood? That's kind of cute. He's just trying to, like, become closer with his bros. Mm-hmm. Also, bro has a sketchy understanding, which we'll get to a little bit more. It does. Um, I will say, and like even with that, saying this is just for Barney and he's just trying to get closer with his bros, obviously there's a gross layer of it. But again, this was written in... When did this come out? I almost said three before the show even came out. Published October 2008. 2008, okay. 2008, okay. So, things were a little different then. So there is going to be a bit of crassness in the, in this whole thing. Agreed. There's definitely some stuff that I think has just expired. Right. Yeah. And I think anyone who wrote this probably won't stand behind it. Agreed. I'll just say it was a different time. Yeah. But I do think something we're going to see in this bro code is a little bit layer. There's There is a fine layer that, of just sweetness. That's just kind of cute. It's him trying. Yeah. He's just... He has a really twisted moral code, but that's what makes him one of the more complex characters yeah. of the show. If not the most complex character yeah, in High Yeah, I, I think he it. might be. Yeah. Do you agree or disagree that the most chale- important challenge society faces is getting laid? Society? Society is what is being stated by Mr. Bernie Um. Simpson. No. I don't think everyone's trying to get laid. I don't think so. I will say, and this is relevant throughout this whole series we're doing, I do think there are as many women wanting to get laid as men. Mm -hmm. And also, you have to believe that in order for Barney Stinson to not be a monster. Like, you have to believe that women want to try to sleep with him as much as, like, that they're playing a game as much as he is. Otherwise, he's a date rapist. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Because the character wouldn't work. If Mm-mm. women just straight up didn't want to get laid, didn't just go to the bar and say, like, man, I really hope I, hope, I can yeah. just go home with some guy tonight. Right. I also think it's sort of progressive that Barney is set on having pleasure-based sex instead of sex for the purpose of producing smelly, screaming babies. I agree. It's not it's for not, procreation. It's not, it's not religious. No. It's just to get, it's just to get laid some. Yeah, that's what he's about. Question, what is a bro? A bro is a person who would give you the shirt off his back when he doesn't want to wear it anymore. A bro is a person who will bend over backwards to help you bend someone else over backwards. In short, a bro is a lifelong companion you can trust that will always be there for you, unless he's got something else going on. I kind of, with the exception of the gross lines, again, I think it's kind of cute. And I also like the line of unless he's got something else going on. I agree. Because the way that I understand bro outside of the context of Barney Stinson is, like, frat culture, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. But I think the way that he's defining it is, like, a close, non-romantic connection with a friend. Mm -hmm. 
It's the person like that you're looking out for. You're ride or die. Yeah. And it's like capital B, bro. It's mm-hmm. it's not. Yeah. You know, it's important. But like, if you've got something else to do, chill. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Exactly. I kind of with how pretty little boundaries Barney has. I like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's important. <laughs> Maybe not shown so much with Barney with how much he didn't like when other people wouldn't do what he wants to do because they wanted to do something else. Throw a fit, yeah. But I do like that a lot. He would give you the shirt off his back when he doesn't want to wear it anymore. <laughs> like, you can have a shirt, and I have an extra. But, like, if this is my favorite you shirt, shirt, you're not taking my shirt. Yeah. If you're cold, I don't really care. Yeah, you should have really brought a shirt. shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're not wearing a shirt. Who is your bro? Your mailman is a bro, your father was once a bro, and the boy who mows your lawn represents the pro- the bro of tomorrow, but that doesn't make him your bro. When someone has faithfully upheld one or more of the codes in the bro code, then you may consider him your bro. Warning, exercise caution when bringing home a hot chick. Your brother may or may not be your bro. I didn't really have notes on this. I will I say, either. pretty heavy on gendering what a bro is. Yes. Which brings us to our next question. Can only dudes be bros? Can only dudes be bros? You don't need to be a guy to be somebody's bro, provided you uphold the moral values contained within the sacred canon. When a woman sets up a guy with her busty friend, she's acting as a bro. And if she sets him up with other hot friends after he sleeps with the first one and never call her again, then she's officially his bro. So I think this question, at least in the first ten articles... Is going to come up a lot in the book. Can We're going to have to reference bros. this one a lot. Agreed. I noticed about this explanation of this is that it's still centering a man and then like a woman can be his bro. But I want to know if a woman has a bro, what happens? Like, could Barney hypothetically set up Robin mm-hmm. with somebody and then like he would be her bro? Right. Or like if it's two women, then what? Right. It doesn't really answer that because Barney's at the center of this. Because, again... It's about Barney. It's about Barney. <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder that, too. I think... I think if they were to rewrite the bro code today, mm-hmm. anyone can be anyone's bro. I don't know that they get that in this. They definitely don't. <laughs> they definitely don't. But I think it should be allowed. Even if it's just to get your friend laid. Yeah. If that's the plan. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and then we have a um, vocabulary. <laughs> As you thumb through the bro code, you may come across some words and terms you've never seen before. Many have been boldfaced and placed in the glossary on page 193 so you can familiar yourself with the bronacular. While bros are always encouraged to spread the truth of the bro code, they are also cautioned against overusing bro. Mm, that makes sense to me. Such proliferation cheapens the important mission of this book, and nearly as important, makes you sound stupid. Uh, spoiler alert. They really overuse the word bro in this book. <laughs> yeah, they really, really, I don't know what the they boundary really is. They really put bro into everything. They, yeah, the fact that we just said bronacular proliferation, and that's also how Barney speaks in the show. <laughs> I'm not sure where he would draw the line. Yeah. I'm I not d- sure when he would say that sounds well, stupid. Well, he's saying inappropriate. Okay, so let's say the appropriate bro usage, because it's pretty clear it's, what they're doing. They've got a list here, yep. So appropriate bro usage, uh, Nebrolian, Tom Brokaw, 
Bro Jackson, Teddy Roosevelt, Bro Springsteen. And the go ahead. Oh, the inappropriate bro <laughs> usage is Bro Navark, Bro Bro Walters, Bro J Simpson, Geraldine Febrero, Ferrar Bro, yeah, Broco Ono. Which, again, mostly women. Mostly women. And All of the appropriate bros are men. Right. With the exception of Bro J Simpson, Who which we, is we in... know why he why he was shitting on him. Also, just. Such a random, crazy line to the room. Like, do you think they were writing it and they are like... This looks sexist. Yeah, let's add one guy. Who's one guy who we shouldn't put bro into? I also feel like Yoko Ono slander is becoming out of fashion these days. Yeah, I think we... Yeah. Slandering Joan of Arc is insane. Yeah. I brainstormed what my list of appropriate bro usage would be. Would okay. you like to hear them? Yes. Of appropriate? I have both. Okay. Appropriate. Brojo Siwa. <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo. Bro. Brune Bro Mars. <laughs> Jason Derule Bro. Mm-hmm. Childish Gambine Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Those were harder to come up with than I thought they would be. Yeah. My inappropriate? This one's pretty easy. Because Joe rhymes with bro. Uh, so you have bro exotic, bro Rogan. I also have Ellen bro generous, <laughs> bro Zan Bar. <laughs> That's a really funny one. Brogan Wallen. That's a good one. And I tried to make mine not sexist. Also, yeah. I tried to have a mix. You just did like, yeah. That's really good. I like that. But anyone with Joe in their name, same with bro Joe Siwa. Anyone with Joe in their name can be bro really pretty easy. easily. And we just have to decide if it's appropriate or inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't just have to be all women are not bros. I yeah. think that that's um, you know, silly line to draw. Oh, gosh. And then uh, <laughs> we, we continue in the just never-ending introduction sen- sections mm-hmm. with the origin. While the story of the bro code is not nearly as simple and elegant as God handling down some stone tablets to broses, its origins weave all the way back to the dawn of humanity. In the beginning, there was no bro code, which was unfortunate for the world's first bros, Cain and Abel. Lacking an agreed-upon set of social principles, Cain killed Abel and committed history's first broicide. As punishment, Cain was doomed to walk the earth alone. Why? Because without a wingman, he had absolutely no chance to meet chicks. Centuries later, a bro from Sparta and a bro from Troy got in a fight over a chick named Helen. I know, Helen doesn't sound hot, but allegedly she had a face that launched a thousand ships, so you can just imagine what her rack was like. The two bros waged a terrible war over this chick, a war that could have been avoided had the bros been familiar with the most basic bro code, bros before hoes. Troy put up a good fight, but the Spartan navy was very powerful. Soon, hordes of Spartan seamen burst through the Trojan barrier, and Helen got half the gold for the next 18 years. Whoa, they should have had a prenup. Should have had a prenup. (laughs) Hundreds of years later, appropriately in Philadelphia, the city of Bro-Love, a little-known delegate named Barnabas Stinson scratched on parchment what is now considered the earliest attempt to record the Bro Code. Over the years, bros have amended and added rules, but Stinson's elegant words remain as the glorious preamble to the bro code. 
While the original document is housed two stories beneath sea level in an undisclosed vacuum sealed bulletproof chamber, I was able to gain access long enough to manufacture this replica. Okay, first of all, City of Bro Love? Sounds a little bit homoerotic. <laughs> Does it? You think? Just saying. Hmm. I mean, the concept of a bromance is like all about skirting the line between just being in love with in a gay way. Right. Which Barney sends in place with that line quite a bit. He does. Do you think any? Do you think there's a bar in Philadelphia? I hope so. I hope so too. A gay bar. There is a image of a piece of parchment dated July fourth, seventeen seventy six, and it's in script. It says the bro code, as if our founding fathers potentially wrote this back in the day. So here it is. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for bros to settle a dispute. Decent respect to the opinions of bro kind requires they should declare the causes which impel them to argue, though prudence says it's probably a chick. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all bros are created equal, though not necessarily with the same good looks or sense of style, and that they are endowed with certain inalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of tail. To secure these rights, we present the bro code. It is the right of bros to alter or to abolish it, and to institute a new code. But let's face it, that's a lot of work. Be it here resolved that, henceforth, when if two gentlemen covet the company of the same wench, the bro who first caveth dibs and said wench shall be entitled sufferance for such time as it takes to reasonably strike out, or the time it takes to sand to fill one half of an hourglass, whichever comes first. Uh, at no point is it permissible for a bro to violate this right and codpiece block his bro, even if he hath consumed copious quantities of ale. Sounds old-timey, I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds, it looks real. If women can be bros, can someone like Robin make changes to the bro code to alter or abolish oh, it? Oh, yeah. Because it seems like... That would be frowned upon. So I feel like we're already violating bro could be a woman rule. Yeah. It does already seem that way. Even though. Even though you said that. Even though you said that. You thought you covered your bases. We've made it to Article 1. Article 1. And um, we're going to have Brosis read out all the names of the articles. Article 1. Bros before hoes. Uh, the bond between two men is stronger than the bond between a man and a woman because, on average, men are stronger than women. That's just science. So, agree or disagree? Disagree. (laughs) Alright, so Article 1, we're starting with a disagree. Right. Men are stronger than women in the event of, like, the Olympics. Mm -hmm. When it comes to -to day-to-day life... It depends on what your lifestyle is. Yeah. And it's so mixed. It could be, yeah. It's so mixed. Like, there are women stronger than men in every supermarket right mm-hmm. now because not everyone's at their most fit. It's just fit people versus not fit people. Right. I think if we wanted to translate this with benefit of the doubt, it'd be like, people you care about are more important than people you just met. Mm-hmm. So when he says hoes, he means some girl whose name he doesn't remember. Right. So in also in this, he references the Book of Barnabas. And basically just tells a story about how Adam found a naked chick Eve and wanted her. 
And he ditched his bro, Phil, who had Nick's tickets. Courtside. Courtside. Humankind became self-aware, paradise was lost, and well, we all know what happened to the Knicks. Does this violate unless he has something going on? Well, Because he had something going on and he ditched that for the eve. Right, but that wasn't to help out a bro, that was to help himself, the bro, get laid. I will say I like this telling of Adam and Eve because it blames Adam on the fall (laughs) of mankind for ditching a bro. Yeah. Than it does on Eve, which they normally blame Eve. I think the reason that happens is because he's always centering men, but I'm happy to... I'll take the win. Yeah. It's Adam's fault. He shouldn't have ditched Phil, who had Nick's tickets. Courtside. Bros Before Hoes is like the backbone of what a bro code is. Yeah. I think that's that's the only one that people cite without meaning how I met your mother, really. If you... You can interpret it in a way that makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. But it is kind of... Bro. It's... It's... Bro. Have you heard anyone say uteruses before deuteruses? No, but I've heard dicks before chick or chicks before dicks both of those weirdly involve anatomy and i don't like that like you're jealous like bros before hoes is just generalizing a gender first of all deuteruses is a terrible that one's already a stretch but like you're excluding a lot of trans people if you're saying uteruses and dicks Mm. yeah agreed at least hoes Hose. Is kind of encompassing. <laughs> oh, encompassing. And I think I don't know. This is this isn't really how Barney meant it. But it can also kind of mean shitty dudes. Yeah. Your bros come first. If you have Nick's tickets. Article two. <laughs> Wait. When we came up with this, did we have a moment in time where we were like an episode for every article? Uh, yeah. We have... at least like a few minutes of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then we we're like. Mm, what if we do <laughs> just an hour talking about bros before us? That would be insane. 150 episodes. <laughs> a bro is always entitled to do something stupid as long as his other bros are doing it. There's a note with this article. Had Butch Cassidy come charging out of that cabin alone, people would have been like, dude, come on. <laughs> if only one Spanish dude had decided to run down the street in front of a bunch of angry bulls, people would have been like, dude, come on. If only Tommy Lee had worn eyeliner in the early days of Motley Crue, people would have been like, lady, come on. The license to be stupid is why we have bros in the first place. (laughs) I think this is a really weird way of saying support your friends. Yeah, it's like if all your it's like when they say if all your friends were jumping off a cliff, would you do it? And you're like, yeah, I'm going to go hang out with all my friends. Totally. I don't know about the wording, a bro is always entitled to do something stupid. Right. Because I don't, yeah, I don't like the use of the word entitled. I think if it's like, yeah, all my bros are going out and doing something stupid, I'm going to do something stupid with them. I'm thinking like, wear a trash bag going out to the club or something. You know, yeah, like something harm, like, yeah, we're all going to wear eyeliner in Motley time Crue. Where that's stupid. You're welcome to join group activities with your friends, but um, I also don't like that this comes up as a bro rule because anyone is entitled to do stupid things. We yeah. all have free will. It doesn't, like, even a hoe a hoe can do something is stupid. entitled to do something stupid. Let's all go sleep with Barney Stinson. Yeah, for example. That's stupid. And that's a choice people are allowed to make. But I do think there's a an element of, like, my friends are doing something fun. Or, like, my friend's doing something I'm not sure about. Let's see if I need to, you know, evaluate it, see if it's cool. Yeah. 
I mean, okay, the in season one, there's that incident where Ted is throwing the party, and he, like, casually invites Robin, and she doesn't make it. And then they all keep going. And they all keep going for a second day of partying, yeah. and then a third day of partying, and they all just play along, and they know that it's mostly harmless. Mm-hmm. Also, the, like, the Liberty Bell, like... Let's do something stupid and crazy tonight. And like, right. All right. Barney's the king of that. Like, let's get on a plane and go somewhere. Yeah. Also, I can't believe they flew to Philadelphia in that episode. Isn't it right there? It's closer to them than it is to us. Yeah. Come yeah. on. It's really... Like, when we go to Philadelphia, we'd have passed the New York City sign. Like... Right. The exit. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, he's the king of, like, let's get out of the house and we'll do let's something Let's all do something fun. stupid. I don't want to do, do something fun stupid and fun by myself he's usually the originator of like the stupid fun thing right. though i don't think of many times i guess his friends are usually not about that article three if a bro gets a dog it must be at least as tall as his knee when full grown this is just a stupid one i have like nothing to say other than it's silly what about really big guys i've seen i've known really big guys who have stupid tiny it has dogs. to be as tall as your knee? Yeah, that's absurd. That's what if you live in a tiny apartment? What about really short guys? And they have a giant dog. That's no. I'm saying it has to be as tall as your knee. If your knee good. is only a foot off the ground. <laughs> what about amputees? What about amputees without knees? I just feel like this one wasn't totally thought out. Yeah, I think I would bet when they wrote this, they had just like a giant whiteboard in there. Just throwing up random ideas that they didn't put much thought to into. Like some of them, they put a lot of thought into, and then they just had to throw. Because this also, like, I don't think ever comes up in the show. No, no way. No, I mean, no one has a dog really. No, he gets a. This is later in the show, but he gets the teacup pigs to pick up girls. Right, which is like, come on, man. That's way sillier than a tiny dog. Yeah. It says, naming a lap lap dog after a pro wrestler or a character from a Steve McQueen movie does not absolve a bro from the spirit of this article. Yes, it does. Yeah, it does. They, in fact, you don't even have to make up for the fact. Your dog could be named Cupcake. Yeah. It doesn't mention cats. I think bros can get cats. Bros can totally get cats. As long as they're at least as tall as <laughs> A bro never divulges the existence of the bro code to a woman. It is a sacred document not to be shared with chicks for any reason. No, not even that reason. So we're already breaking the a woman can be a bro. Because if you're... So if you're saying uh, this is to help bros out and, like, give them a guide, then if a woman is a bro, even just helping a man get laid with another woman, as, you know, two-dimensional as this is, yeah, then they should be reading this so they can make sure they're the best bro possible. I do think this is one of the most important articles because of the note. Note. If you are a woman reading this, first, let me apologize. It was never my intention for this book to contain so much math. I urge you to look at this document for what it is. A piece of fiction meant to entertain a broad audience through the prism of a stereotypical gender differences. I mean, sometimes it really is like we're from different planets. Clearly, no real person would actually believe or adhere to the vulgar rules vulgar rules contained within. Those boots are adorable, BT Dub. And then or it's supposed to prevent exactly what we're doing, which mm-hmm. is just dissecting this and being like, these are gross. Mm-hmm. It's trying to prevent exactly that right. by saying, you know, it's all just stereotypes, it's, just it's for fun, it's fiction, but there's a freaking asterisk that says, psst, hey guys, I put this in really small type at the bottom since we all know men have much better vision than women. 
Ignore the above. The bro code is definitely not a piece of fiction. I was simply lying to uphold this very article. This page, I think, is so important because it brings up that stereotype thing, but it also is like, you have no idea when he's lying from here on out. He literally says, I am lying. I'm a liar. We under and it's also like we see what we're doing. We see that this is spoofed up. Yeah. Earlier, she just stared at that. I was like, "Yes, jump up." Article four never divulged the existence of the bro code to a woman. Not only that, but he di- he brings up the bro code in front of anyone. So this yeah. entire article is he may- yeah he puts it in hotels. Women stay in hotels all the time. They sure do. Article 5. Whether he cares about sports or not, a bro cares about sports. And that's all. No notes. No no. No notes, no graphs, no pictures. Mm-hmm. I get it. I, where Barney's coming from, I, I get it. I see what he's trying to say. I see what he's doing. I think that it's really interesting to me how many guys I've met that don't have much to say about anything but then if you get them talking about sports they know people's stats they know names of players they know teams they know who was drafted where and when and it does seem like for a lot of guys it's like a sacred space to like talk about things that usually women aren't invited to right. and you're like the token girl if you're really into football mm-hmm. so like i i think all hobbies are fine yeah also you don't have to like whatever hobbies you don't like Right, if you don't like sports, that does not mean anything. It doesn't mean that... It doesn't mean anything. Right. Well, is it saying whether he cares about sports or not, a bro cares about sports? So, is that saying, like... Like, you always say you care about sports, because otherwise it's not masculine. Right. That's how I read it. Hmm. And also, like, I think of, like, a Super Bowl party. You wouldn't be like, oh, I'm not going, because I, yeah, like, I don't care about football. Sport. Yeah, like, yes, you are going, because that's the time when bros can hang out. So. Like, we are going to go to the game. Yeah, like, that's non-optional. We're going to the game, and that's... Whether, I think you, whether you know what the game is, or, like, who's playing. Right, just shut the fuck... Don't make it no... It's kind of, it's a, kind of a don't ask, don't tell of sports. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you don't know who's playing, just don't say shit. Yeah. Article 6. A bro shall not lollygag should he have to get naked in front of other bros in a gym locker room. There's a note here that says if a bro gets naked in a locker room, all other bros shall pretend that nothing's out of the ordinary is happening. Then it says, remember the old adage, if a towel drops to the floor, so should your eyes. That doesn't make sense to me. Because if you're pretending that nobody's genitalia exists... (laughs) And yet the towel drops to the floor, you're going to drag your eyes down? Like, the look away if someone's towel falls off, I think is what I mean. But it's saying, if a towel drops to the floor, so should your eyes. And you're assuming you're, you're already you're making eye contact. Fall- yeah, you're looking at someone, and, and then their general, towel drops, Whoa. and you say, where did that go? And you <laughs> give them a whole one over. Uh, you're right, that's poorly worded. If the towel falls to the floor, so should your eyes. What, are you going to close your eyes on the way down? Just stop, just don't look at the floor. Here's an idea. If somebody is naked or changing, yeah. give them privacy. If their towel Unless drops invited to the floor, otherwise. Then their towel drops to the floor. It's none of your business. If the towel drops to the floor, your eyes should Stay look up, up at their the face. Ceiling. <laughs> just close your eyes. 
Maybe you shouldn't be in there if this is an issue. Honestly, yeah. If you're worried about looking at anyone's naked body in a place where there's going to be naked people, right. don't go. And that's True. fine. If you don't want to look at other people's naked bodies... Change in the stall. Just change in the stall. Anything. Like, come on, man. Where You're naked in a locker room. Naked in a locker room. I think this is more progressive than, like, an 80s movie. How so? Because I feel like they were all just wrestling naked in 80s movies. <laughs> I feel like they used to really screw with each other. I'm sure people still do. If someone's naked and you have not been invited to touch them. Don't. 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 All right. Another really good one. Article 7. A bro shall not admit he cannot drive stick even after an accident. Honest? Hmm. Right, my, my answer is a little bro. pretty. Yeah, honestly, if it's after an accident, say you can drive stick and you bro. fucked up. <laughs> if you're trying to cover yourself. Yeah. Drive stick. Learn. I agree. If it's open I, to you. I personally haven't driven stick, but I've watched a lot of how-to videos. I think in an emergency, I think I could drive stick. I think at least one person in your friend group should drive stick and in an yeah. emergency situation if you have to get in a random car to start it. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm thinking, obviously, very, I like, a volcano erupts nearby kind of emergency <laughs> situation. Right. You should have someone in your party who can drive stick. I don't think that's a masculinity thing. It's just a... I think it's just a person thing. Competency thing. I will say, I think a lot of the reason people don't drive stick is because it's not even an option. Some, yeah, sometimes it's just not accessible. Yeah, like, a lot, of, most cars are automatic. 2008, there were more stick shifts on the road. That's a good point. Like, if this was written 100 years earlier, it would have said, if a bro can't drive a horse, don't admit it. Yeah, he can. (laughs) Yes, he can. I guess in the future, it'll be like, a bro never admits he can't drive Tesla. Yeah. All right. Ooh, this one is rough. Article 8. A bro never sends a greeting card to another bro. This is suggesting that for any brocation, you can write an email. Mm-hmm. He's even done the favor of including example emails. Mm-hmm. It brings up the trouble and expense of having to find and send an actual greeting card. Mm-hmm. Agreed. That's annoying. Sometimes I do it because it does indicate that I actually did Tried. look for a card. Yeah. Yeah, the first one is sympathy to bro, from bro, subject, dude, and then the body of the email is sorry, bro. That's the sympathy one. That one's rough. Yeah, because what if it's I will say, for... I think the, con- I think, no, I think the happy birthday one's cute. What's the happy birthday one? To bro, from bro, subject, dude. Drinks on me, bro. I think that's a, if my bro sent me that email for my birthday... I'd be stoked. I'd like that better than a greeting card that was like, Happy birthday! And it like sings when I open it. Get well soon's also kind of cute. To bro, from bro, subject bro, dot dot dot. Don't give up, bro. I think this is cute. Like, if you send the sympathy one. Like, sorry, bro. Like, really sorry about your cousin dying. Right, that's what I'm thinking. Like, sympathy's usually like a loss. Yeah. Like, that's not... You can't just put sorry, bro, for that right. one. I th- I think the idea of it is cute, but there needs to be more. And I think it's a little bit cuter than, like, a greeting card that you just go to Walgreens and, like, sign your name to and spend Agreed, $50 yeah. on. I don't like the thinking of you one. I also don't like that. Two, 
not available from not available subject, not available body, not available. There's no email for thinking of you. I think you should send your bro thinking of you. And you don't have to make the subject thinking of you. No, you could just be like... I remember the time... Yeah, I thought about when you did a keg stand the other night. I just heard someone talk about the lemon law, and I thought of how you invented that. Right. And I'm proud of you. Right. Just got lemon lawed at at lunch today. (laughs) Article 9. Should a bro lose a body part due to an accident or illness, his fellow bros will not make lame jokes such as, Gimme three, or, wow, quitting your job like that took a lot of ball. It's still a high five, and that bro still has a lot of balls. Metaphorically speaking, of course. Of course. Did Matt Coon lose a ball or something? No, but there was a joke on Scrubs that was also about losing a testicle. I think Turk loses a testicle on Scrubs. Maybe it was the joke of the time. Armstrong. What's his name? Lance. He lost a testicle. Okay, so people are live-stronging their way into the testicle jokes at this time. <laughs> That's, that makes sense. I was like, why, the, why did they write this? It's a surprisingly considerate thing for yeah. Barney to be aware of. It didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> I, I think it also depends on the nature of your friendship. Yeah. If you know someone really well I, and you, like, ignore the fact that they only have three fingers, that might that actually kind of, like, stigmatizes it. If they are okay with high three jokes... Right. Then do it. Then do if it. it make, yeah. It's weird. It's a little weird for somebody... If somebody loses a body part due to accident <laughs> or illness to just pretend like that didn't happen. Right. Because that it's implies like, that they're not normal, normal anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That you can't make jokes to them or... And at the same time, in like a twisted Barney Stinson way, it's considerate because you would expect him to go for the low-hanging fruit with anybody. Yeah. He, he, he almost always does. Did you know they wanted to cast like a big John Belushi type as Barney Stinson? Really? Can you imagine how different the show would be if a big guy was Barney? I, wa- I listened to an interview with Allison Hannigan recently and she was saying... She was, like, one of the first people to get the job for How I Met Your Mother because the... So the show is based on Craig and Carter... Craig Thomas, Carter Bays, I think. It's supposed to be based on their friendship. Like, one of them's Ted, one of them's Marshall, and Marshall's married to Lily in real IRL. Mm -hmm. And when they... The one who Marshall was based on told his wife about it, she was like, yeah, I think it's a good idea only if Allison Hannigan plays me. She's a big Buffy fan. I love that. So they called Allison Hannigan, and they signed her and brought her in, and they brought her in to do chemistry reads with Barney, and she had known Neil Patrick Harris from, like, before they had, like, done something together, and right before he went in, he was saying how she, he wanted to do, like, this bit where he falls, and she was like, hit the wall so I know you did it, and she said she was just waiting there in a few minutes, and it just went bang! <laughs> oh my god! You got the job! There are so many Barney Lily incidences in this show. And I think it's partly because Ted is always preoccupied with a girl, whether Robin or somebody else. And that leaves Barney with Marshall and Lily. Mm-hmm. So a lot of Barney's antics within the group are like him playing off of Lily. Yeah. And his character would not work without Lily. Yeah. They, they have a really good relationship. They're always going to call each other out. Yeah. And, like, argue, and it just, it makes so much sense. Yeah. So, yeah, um, weird body part article. 
We made it to article 10. A bro will drop whatever he's doing and rush to help his bro dump a chick. A couple parts to this one. It, it has a little paragraph. It's normal for a bro to get confused and disoriented when dumping a chick. For some reason, he's worried she'll become agitated or even violent after he calmly explains his desire to have sex with her friends. This line's a little bit tongue-in-cheek, and I absolutely hate it. I get it that it's tongue-in-cheek, but to insinuate that women perpetuate violence Mm -hmm. and, like, a lot of these jokes... Are, like, actual stereotypes that people have. Like, not that people create. Right, they're, like, tired stereotypes. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good way of saying it. There's a list here of how to dump a chick in six words or less. What I like about this list is it insinuates that these are really horrible things to say to a person and that she will dump you mm-hmm. if you say them. However, they, they also... They can also come off as, like, pretty genuine. Right, and, like, and mean. Yeah. Dump a chick in six words or less. Mm, six words. You look fat in those jeans. You're free to go. <laughs> Maybe try a side, a side salad instead. Cute. You're growing a mustache, too. She looks like a younger you. I will finance a boob job. Sorry, I threw out your shoes. Oh, your sister let me do that. This show has a million and one fat jokes. Mm -hmm. So the side salad one is like, I'm pretty sure that you actually hate fat people. Yeah. They have a million and one trans jokes. Mm -hmm. So the mustache. Which... I'm not saying it's right, but all shows before, like, 2015 had it. I'm talking Nick shows, Disney shows, ABC shows. Every, every mainstream show. show has at least one joke about someone who cross-dresses or whatever. Yeah. And honestly, same with fat jokes. Fat jokes used to be a lot more common. Yeah. But, like, oh my gosh, when we were re-watching this. It was this, so hard. Cause it w- and it was just... They wouldn't stop. Right. Like, the jokes about trans people or gay people came up less often, but there is close to a fat joke in every episode. Mm-hmm. Why? Somehow. For what? Every day. And, like, I think all the characters make them. Yeah. Like, it very much feels like a belief of the showrunners and that, the writers. Yeah. And not just, like, a thing that Barney does. Yeah. That's true. If it was just Barney making fat jokes... Right, because Barney's troubled and yeah. stupid. Yeah. It but. I hate this article because I think it could be good, but everything about it is gross. Like, a bro will drop whatever he's doing and rush and help, rush to help his bro dump a chick. And at the end of the paragraph, it says, this is when a bro most needs his bro to remind him that there are plenty of chicks in the ocean. Kind of sweet. Like, if your bro's gonna break up with his with his girl or whatever, yeah, and he's, like, getting cold feet, but even though he really doesn't like this relationship and doesn't want to be with her anymore... Right, he just doesn't need, Maybe you like... just need your bro to be like, no, like, you don't like her. You can... Yeah, you you've made it clear this isn't working. Else. Yeah, totally. It's so close, but so... so poorly done. Barney doesn't do this for people. How many times would it have been useful for him to bail Ted out? This could be a good. This could be a nice article to live by. Just not good. Yeah, one of my favorite skeevy things that Barney does in the entire show is the episode where he, that Robin is getting an award for broadcasting, mm-hmm. 
and Ted doesn't have a date. And so Barney sets him up with a paralegal from work and tells Ted that she's a prostitute. Mm-hmm. And Ted goes through the entire night talking to her differently, insinuating that she doesn't actually know what a paralegal does. <laughs> and Ted fully believes, and even the audience, I think, is meant to believe that she's a prostitute. But, like, throughout the night, she just has all this knowledge about paralegal stuff and, like, really no knowledge or references to being a prostitute. Right. And when they get up to the room, Ted says something that reveals that he thinks that she's a prostitute, and she's so offended. And uh, he doesn't get any. But what I like about that is that Barney... That Ted's put in this. (laughs) Right. And, like, Barney knew she was a paralegal, and also knew that Ted wasn't respectful of prostitutes. And, like, called him out in the most creative way possible. Yeah. The only thing I don't like about it is Mary the paralegal was a pawn... And she wasn't in on the joke. That's where I feel like Barney being such a D-bag, juxtaposed with Ted, really makes Ted look worse so many times. I don't get how this book functions as a coffee table book. Like, it does seem like they're trying to give advice to other people, because why would you need a book that's just about Barney Stinson? Why is it framed like a point of reference? (laughs) You know, like, I feel like a 20-year-old in college would be like, Hey, bro, I got this book. Let's look through it. You know what? I'll get some benefit of the doubt. 18. Let's say by 20 they figured it out a little more. Yeah. Is there an earlier dated bro code manual before Barney Stinson? No, I believe that Barnabas Stinson was the first (laughs) to transcribe it. I want to end on a rule to live by. Okay. It's one of Barney's... uh, I have one rule, rules, uh-huh. and it's new is always better. New podcast. New podcast. Always better. Always better. Try something new. Try something new. We still have our old podcast. You should still listen <laughs> should to still our listen. old podcast. <laughs> you should still listen to the old podcast. But new is always better. Always Barney better. Said, Stinson said it. He said it and we live it. Nobody's that lame. Yes, he's that lame. Tell him you're that lame. We are international businessmen. Oh, come on. Nermer, nermer.